Welcome into the Brooklyn Grit with your hosts, Bruce, Joseph, and Brandon, coming right at you. Podcast listeners, episode three. <laughs> this is take three of episode three. We're like going on like two hours of recording to try to get 15 minutes out. <laughs> Brandon, one day we, we all blame the Texas guy. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, shit. Brandon, one day when he's bored, he's going to put out a, bl- a bloopers episode of all the ridiculousness behind the scenes. Most most recently, <laughs> we were trying to re-record episode three. I was driving. My voice sounded like a violin. <laughs> and Joseph farted on the and air. And Joseph might have. You know, Joseph might might have tried to give us pink eye via his microphone. <laughs> Did it work? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know in the morning. But <laughs> we're back. Episode three. Week three. We're staying with it, man. Continuity. We're getting more listeners uh, every week. Episode one still rolling up in numbers. Episodes two still rolling up in numbers. And we hope uh, to have the continue. You guys. Uh, we'll jump right into last week's hot topic. Last week's hot topic. Jimmy Butler. Uh, we have two guys who are passionate. One guy taking each side. Joseph, the pro Jimmy Butler side, and Brandon, the anti Jimmy Butler side. Joseph, we'll start with you. Go for it. All right, like I've said multiple times now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I think Jimmy Butler's a perfect plan B. Of course, you do. I mean, <laughs> I think if you miss out on KD or Kawhi, you gotta have somebody you got to look at. I'm not saying he he's the one you go after, but I think he's definitely a good plan B with his leadership and ability to score the ball, defend, and he would be he would be a great veteran presence in that locker room, especially and with the Nets. They're going to lose most likely most of it. Um, Ed Davis, DeMar Carroll, Jared Dudley. They're not going to be able to re- re-sign all of them, so they need to get more veteran presence in that locker room. I think he would be a good option B for the Nets. Is that, is that all you're worried about? veteran presence are you not Brandon? I think that's a big part of any NBA team it is and I I know Joseph in one of our three recordings uh mentioned that D'Lo is growing into that veteran leadership role but he's still not that guy yet so you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fill that hole if um Jared Dudley and Ed Davis leave Brandon thoughts you're uh you're you're not a Jimmy guy you're an agent. I've never, You're an I've agent. never been a, never been a Jimmy guy. Okay. I've never been a Kemba Walker guy. I've never been a 29 year old guy. I learned my lesson back when we signed Darren Williams. Um, aging players, Mac doesn't really work out. I already learned my lesson back in 2012. I don't need to repeat history with Jimmy Butler. Uh, predominantly using athleticism to do everything he does, defending the way he uses his body offensively, the way he slashes to the rim. Everything is athleticism. He's not a very good shooter, so you can't really depend on him with that. He is going to decline in two years, and we're going to have thirty-seven, forty million million on the back end of his contract for half the player, and that's not something I want the Nets to do. And including, why would you want to – out with another wing 
we would be in the same situation as last season. I would rather just bring back the exact same team from last year to max out Jimmy Butler, to be honest with you. Whoa. My Karis LeVert is a younger Jimmy Butler. He will be better than Jimmy Butler. That's just that's just the way it is. Why would why would I want a replica a twenty nine year old replica? Karis LeVert. That just oh. doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I, I would say I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. I'd, I'd probably be, Jimmy would probably make a plan C for me. Um, plan D. You put you, you both make good points. He is getting older. He's you wouldn't want him on the back end of that contract. Where I think in a, a previous recording of the same damn episode, Brandon, you said you wouldn't mind having Kevin Durant on the back end of the contract because of the ceiling he gives you in those first few years, which I agree with. Um, you're not going to be a championship team with this team plus Jimmy Butler, and you know that that really is our end goal. We want to win a championship. So I'm I'm gonna lean. No, I think I'm with Brandon. I think I'd rather Tobias than Jimmy Butler. Um, Tobias, Julius Randle, than Jimmy Butler. I don't know about Julius before Jimmy, but then then that's really Jimmy Butler could be a Plan F. You never know. (laughs) That's not Kyrie. Ah, Kyrie. Um, Plan Z. Plan Z. But, but I mean, the Nets haven't even really been linked to Julius Randle, so I don't even consider he's like he's like Kawhi. He's like one of those guys who I'd like to have, but it's not even really an option. So I disagree with that. I think we didn't know if he was going to return to New Orleans or not, but now with the arrival of Zion, you're going to start hearing rumors for him. Yeah, but it, it, I don't have you have you ever seen a writer like link. Him to the Nets? No, yeah, you haven't even seen Julius Randle be linked to anybody. Mm. That's true. His name's been kind of quiet. Um, somebody just mentioned Kyrie. Speaking of Kyrie, Yuck. speaking of Kyrie, other hot Brooklyn Nets rumors about uh, going hard after trading Anthony Davis. And and who who was it that said pairing? Kyrie and Anthony. Oh, it was Broussard, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Mr. We really, it was Mr. Get called out by Kevin Durant himself. Yeah, Mr. Multiple Sauces himself. Um, but yeah, he said that was that was the Brooklyn Dream scenario or something, right? Kyrie, Anthony Davis, Brandon. Your thoughts? Would you want to trade for Anthony Davis? It's something you know we've previously talked about on this pod. Have you? Have it's you, something that I would entertain. I've said it on Twitter. Um, that's something I would entertain just because we would stay relatively young. Anthony Davis, Davis gives us a more of a larger championship window. You would have to – you before you trade for him, you would have to make sure he would resign with you. But in my dream scenario, you would have to have him play with D'Angelo Russell because I don't find – way possible. I think it's too tricky, too hard to do a sign and trade with a restricted free agent. I just don't think it it would work out very well. Uh, so I think the easier way to trade for him is to include Karis LeVert. Um, so you would have to make sure Anthony Davis is o- okay and open to resigning and growing with the You wouldn't want to take that chance like Oklahoma City took or um, Toronto's taking right now. No, you'd, you'd want that. No, because you would be giving up a lot more than them. Yeah, that's true. They gave up DeRozan. Yeah, 
I, I agree with your point about his age. He is he just turned twenty six, which is nice. I mean, that's super young in this league. Whereas Jimmy Butler's super old; he's twenty nine, but he does have a he does have a lot of miles on him. I'll give you that, Brandon. <clears throat> Joseph, oh, Tom, Tom Thibs, Tommy Thibs. That's it. That's all you need to know about he's Jimmy Butler. A few minutes in his day. <laughs> Watch, Joseph. Uh, thoughts on trading for Anthony Davis? Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's a great idea, but like, like Brandon said, you, it's, you can't trade for a guy like that if you don't know if he's going to come back next year. I mean, he is one of the top players in the league. And as Brandon's mentioned on other, on previous podcasts, um, I don't think you can win a championship with Anthony Davis being your best player, but that is, I mean, I would definitely want the Nets to really look into that and and like Brandon said also this it's hard to probably tricky doing a sign and trade with the restricted free agent with Russell. I mean honestly I I feel the Pelicans would prefer probably Russell over Levert. That's just my opinion. I'm not sure. But um honestly any I'm pretty sure any team would love to trade for Anthony Davis. He's like you said, twenty six years old and he's one of the best players in the NBA and you know, there's not much not to like about Anthony Davis. Yeah, it, I think he's still going to be a Laker. Do you? That, that, I mean, you know, you read mixed reports about what the ownership wants. And like our buddy Brooklyn's Beats always says, you, you got to take the best offer. You, you put the vendetta aside. You know, maybe you could use that to your leverage, leaking into the media that, you know, we don't want to work with the Lakers. You know, forget the Lakers. But at the end of the day, whoever, whoever's giving you that haul, whoever's giving you that biggest package, you got you to take it. I mean, think about it. Think about their young core. If they get Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, you're going to have to start. That's that's already a promising young team. Alonzo Ball, Kuzma, Ingram at the three. Then you can put Zion at the four and whoever you want at the five, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'd have to see Brandon Ingram's, um, you know, med- medical issues going on. He's got that blood cut history and. So that's a little scary as from, you've seen other guys in the league, but they do. From what Magic said, everything checked out fine. He's clear. Yeah. I don't know. It's still scary. We see Chris Bosh, man. Never got to play again, so. That's true. I'd, I'd need a second, third opinion. Um, but, yeah, you're probably. And Anthony Davis isn't a winner. Not a winner. Yeah, you said that last week. Yeah, give me a third option. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards second option. but Definitely third. Maybe fourth. <laughs> plan, plan F. Huh, Brent? He's playing. He, he he's way down there. He may be playing Z. Oh boy, Brandon with the hot takes. The Skip Bayless of our podcast. <laughs> Better than Barbecue Joe. <laughs> My Lord. Yeah, I, I think in the end we end up not trading for Anthony Davis. I'm sure Sean Marks will look into it. Now their uh, their GM is a former Nets guy. Not that he's really going to be making any decisions, but. I'm sure there'll be some conversations had. I don't think anything will come of it. I think he probably ends up with the Lakers too. I I don't think the Celtics want to give up that much. They would have nothing yeah, left. And and I I don't think that the Knicks with the four pick is really appealing for the Pelicans. I think they they, they have the three. They what? Knicks no, have, have the three. 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 Yeah, Lakers have the fourth. Oh. Why do I think the Knicks? Oh, yeah, you're right. The Knicks have the three pick. I don't know why I thought in my head they had the four pick. 
I don't know, Fred. I probably recorded this podcast eight times. My brain hurts. Well, once you're listening to Joseph fart in the in the mic, you get kind of sidetracked, to, uh, so you think different I'm about, things. I'm about to really do oh, it. No. <laughs> Please Apple, do not. Apple Podcasts won't even put us on if you do that. <laughs> listen, our, our viewers do not need to listen to you, like, shart on the mic, okay? <laughs> After eating some crazy Texas theater all day. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Man, that that tangy barbecue sauce will come oh, out leaky. God. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. I'm bringing up uh, <laughs> our buddy Justin Salkin, the angry young man on that Twitter. You guys done laughing? You done? We're done. I feel like I still hear some laughing. No. Okay. No. All right. good. No, we're good. Good. <laughs> um. <laughs> the Brooklyn's Beat article from today. Today's uh, Wednesday, May 22nd. He wrote an article on Nets Daily. He's been doing that from time to time. I think he started when we were in 18. He made peace with the Nets Daily guys, with Tom, with uh, Windrum, Brandon's best friend. And he's been uh, – yeah, I love oh, Tom. a great guy. Um, Robert's kind of a – you know, he is what he is. He's a, he's a troll. He's obsessed. He's obsessed with the Knicks. It's annoying shtick at this point. Um, but I, I, I am a big fan of Tom, but anyway, as Tom likes to call him the angry young man of Nets Twitter, Justin Salkin wrote a piece today on Alan Crabb and when to trade him. It's been, we've debated about it on Twitter before. Um, Justin insists we free agency starts. He says it's not worth trading a guy at the, you know, on draft day because, you don't know if you're going to use that space. Um, you shouldn't give up assets because he mentions the Bucks Raptors series. About all, you know, all the star players in those series, they're, they weren't lotto picks. They were that 17 pick, that 22nd pick, that 31st pick. And he, so when it comes to July 1st or June 30th and free agency, if we needed to get rid of Alan Crabb, we could otherwise let it be. Brandon, Joseph, you know, I, I don't personally agree with that. I'd like to hear your opinion, Brandon. To me, that's, this is a really a mixed subject. Like, I, it, it brings up to, to the point to me where it's like, okay, what if, what if we kept Alan Crabb and signed it to Tobias Harris and use our mid-level exception to sign Dwayne Dedman? We would have a lot of depth. And a really, really good team, to be honest with you. Because Alan Crabb, underrated defender. Um, I really enjoy our defense was so much better with him in in the game um, prior to when he got injured. He brings a dynamic to the Nets offense that they don't have. It doesn't matter if he's hitting shots or not hitting shots. Defenses still respect them. They got to guard him out on the perimeter. And it was Gravity. evident. It was completely evident when he was in the game and then when he was obviously injured. Yeah, but in, in that scenario there, I think you're, you're missing a piece. What am I missing? Um, our point guard? D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, so how, how are we keeping Alan Crabb? Signing Tobias Harris? Because for me, I think I think his cap hole is only, what, $20 million? I think 21 but yes. 21, so if they get him around 23, which I think they will, 
they can wiggle enough room to um, get one more Mac, get one max player without letting Alan Crabb go. Correct, because they're at 30, 30.7. so they're about two point seven million dollars away with the Angels cap hold right now, away from a max of Tobias Harris. They can wiggle that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a capologist, but we'll have to uh, ask people on Twitter. I, I think you're incorrect. Otherwise, I'm just going off what I've, I'm reading in uh, Brooklyn's Beat article. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to have uh, J- Justin let us know. But uh, anyway, so you're you're in favor of not trading Alan Crabb unless we. Need no, to trade I'm not. Him. I I would just that was just the most intriguing thing to me about this piece. For me, I would trade him on draft night, hundred percent. I don't care. I would rather have the cap space for it. Get rid of Alan Crabb. Let's just go after. You can't really waste dill- dilly daddle around saying, "Oh." What if we had cap space? Would we go after this guy? No, you got to cut him. You got to have cap space come July, June 30th at 6 p.m. You got to have it. Otherwise, it's going to be harder to trade when you're in desperation mode. Okay. I, I, I mostly agree with that. Joseph, your thoughts? Did you read the article? What do you have to say? I mostly agree with what Brandon said. I mean, you can – I think he should be traded on draft night. Whether you say, oh, what if we don't use that cap space, even if they miss out on – star free agents that I'm pretty sure Sean Marks can smartly use the rest of that cap space for other positions of need, like certain role players or stretch fours. I mean, there's other ways you can fill the cap without signing star free agents, as Brandon has mentioned before. I mean, the thing is with Crab is how many games has he played since he's been on the nets? He's been yeah. injured for pretty much both. He's missed majority of the games both seasons. I mean, he's not somebody you can count on, but he, when he's on the floor, he is a difference maker, but I just – I feel like you have to find a way to trade him and just give you that cap space. Because regardless if you get stars, that cap space can be used on somebody else. Yeah, one of these things – I don't – one thing I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate what Justin said. If you trade Alan Crabb, oh, you have to sign a star. You have to sign a superstar. That is not true. This is the deepest free agent class that I can even remember, probably the deepest in NBA history. It doesn't, mm. you don't, a star to have build a really good team. You can sign like a Julius Randle, a Dwayne Dedman, Marcus Morris, Markeith Morris, Trail Isles, just a bunch of like two, three year contracts, reasonable, tradable, and build yourself a really good grit Brooklyn style team and sign the Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Kemba Walker's, Tobias Harris's to have a successful offseason. That is completely bullshit. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with both you guys, but you know, probably for you know slightly a different reason. I, I just think on draft day, teams are hungry. Teams are hungry for that extra pick. I, I think we can get rid of Alan Crabb for cheaper. And I'm, I'm with you both. I, I don't. I, I'd rather have that space on June 30th. I'd rather have that set where, you know, we know we have that space. And I guess the flip side of the coin, as he mentioned in his article, is that, you know, teams in the past haven't had calf space like the Warriors when they had Durant um, or like the Celtics in 2017 when they did the same thing with Avery Bradley to make room for uh, Gordon Hayward. But I, I think at that point, you're going to give up more assets because teams have you by the balls at that point. 
Yep. And Brooklyn's Beat's whole purpose of this article is to not give up assets because of what assets can turn into. And I agree with that. But I, 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 think, we're, I, think, I think we're landing somebody. 100%. On July 1st. So I, I'm getting rid of Alan Crabb now. I, I'm using our leverage now. I'm using our leverage on draft night. I'm trying to give him away for the cheapest you know, thing possible. And the worst comes to worst. You give him away with that second first round pick or that Knicks 31st pick, which, you know, maybe I'm kidding myself and we can get rid of him for that easy. And you strike out, but then the Clippers come calling and they offer you a couple picks to take that Italian stallion and bring him back to New York and you get your assets right back. I, I, I just don't see Italian it. stallion. Yeah. Danilo. Who are we talking about? Danilo. Oh, Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari. I think there's a different team. I think there'll be a different team come calling if we strike out. Which which team do you think will come calling if they need some cap space? Uh, They're up in Michigan. Who? The Detroit Pistons. And they're going to offer us Blake Griffin. Oh, I mean, maybe they will, but they they. They don't need the cap space. My scenario was that. No, no, no. You know, I restart rebuilding. That's my whole scenario. Yeah, I, I can see that. But my, my point was that a team like the Clippers will need that cap space on July 1st and say the Nets strike out. We could ask them for a haul, you know? Exactly. We could ask them yeah. For uh, a first round pick and, you know, one of their young guys. Well, that's so not something I'm really interested in. I'm more interested in just signing Tobias Harris. I mean, that's, that's, that's ideal. Plan B. That He's is. already signed, delivered. Philly has to offer five years, one hundred eighty-eight million dollars to resign him. Otherwise, he's gone. Yeah, that's what and Pompey said. And, and we'll get into that in our last segment. All right, boys. Before we uh, wrap this thing up, just want to shout out our friends over Flatbush Atlantic. You uh, buy some merch, FlatbushAtlantic.com. You go to checkout, you type in GRIT as your promo code, and you get 15% off. It's a great deal. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. I'm, uh, I'm sitting outside. I'm smoking a cigar. I'm looking at my beautiful side. I planted all weekend. I worked Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I'm seeing the fruits of my what labor. You're out saying, you're, it's beautiful. You're looking at your side? Sod. S-O-D. Oh, sod. <laughs> I thought you were Darren Williams complaining about the sight, the sight lines. No, no, the no, sight lines are fun. Look at my beautiful grass, my Kentucky bluegrass fescue combo. Kentucky. Are we talking it's, it's about beautiful. Texas or Kentucky? A Kentucky. We don't. I don't do anything in oh, Texas. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> shout out! To, shout out to Joseph. All right, last words. I know uh, Brandon wanted to go a little further in depth into Tobias Harris and his love fest. Joseph, do you have anything? Honestly, I don't have much to add. He would be a great, great addition to the team. Um, yeah, he I would mean, pick an old, old ass Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris. Oh, yeah, I would take an old. And I, I don't think it's a terrible argument. Oh, I would take an old. All right, Brandon, wrap All us right. up, baby. Wrap us up. Give us some, give us some, All some right. passion. Something you've been feeling, something you can't say on Twitter because you don't debate until June 20th. Okay, Go. so I was reading this article by Keith Pompey. He's a beat writer for the Sixers with the Philadelphia Inquirer. 
So he wrote a fantastic okay. article about how Tobias Harris doesn't want to be the third or fourth option. He wants to be more of a focal point, and he listed a couple teams. Interesting. He wanted he listed a couple teams that would be going after him hard this offseason. He mentioned the Sacramento Kings, Dallas Mavericks, who I think they're going to get to Kemba Walker if the Lakers strike out on him, uh, Utah Jazz, Brooklyn Nets, obviously, and the Indiana Pacers. I think the two teams that it's going to come down to are the Brooklyn Nets and the Indiana Pacers. I think he chooses Brooklyn okay. because he wants to play close to his family and he wants to come home. I think this will be probably be the biggest ad if we decide to pass on Julius Randle and go with Tobias Harris because he's a more of a dynamic player. He brings a lot of stuff that Julius Randle does not. Um, this is a dude that completely lit up the nits after game one. He shot, I think, 45% from three after game one, which was just amazing. This is something that we could use him and D'Lo and Tobias Harris in the pick and pop, pick and roll. Absolutely phenomenal. He would help out Jared Allen a lot in the pick and roll game because he would bring spacing. The paint would be clogged up. So Jared Allen's, you know, lobs and pick and rolls would be a lot more dangerous as well because they can't sag off the roadie on Karuk's and just double team him on the lob. So that to me, that's a no brainer. As long as you sign Tobias, get yourself a wing, maybe a backup center for cheap. You're, you're set. You're set. Yeah. I don't hate the idea. It's growing on me by the day. Uh, I think Tobias would be a nice fit. What about, what about the Max Steel? I think Kenny would love that. You were scared of the Max Steel last week. Tell me you warmed up to the idea. I'm still a little scared of the Max Steel. It's only $32 million starting out. 5% increases every single year. Salary cap goes up every year. What is there to be scared about? Uh, Everything. Our our team's locked in at that point. You still have a lot of flexibility. Especially if Karis LeVert signs a team-friendly deal and Jared Allen, we're we're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, I I saw you mention when you talked about that article that Dallas Mavericks, and I saw that uh, Dwight Powell declined his $10.2 million player option, so they got a little money to play with this offseason. Yeah, like I said, which should be interesting. They're going after Kemba. They don't need a big. You really think you're – I think Kemba would be a really nice fit. Do you really think that Tobias Harris is going to come off the bench for Chris Porzingis? No, no, definitely okay. not. I, I like your Kemba idea, though. I wonder what the Vegas they're odds are after, there. Probably they're going after Kemba, 100%. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun fit. Uh, anything else to add? Joseph, last thoughts. Um, honestly, I, I just – I don't know if you want to add this. I just found this gem on Twitter from – Give it to me. Sorry. Give it to me. It was saying – and it was in his newsletter. He said, within the last month, very smart and plugged-in people I have consulted – say that the Los Angeles Clippers have emerged as an equally dangerous threat to Knicks to sign Durant away from Golden State. He said, wow. the problem is at various points during the season, I have heard trusted insiders state with conviction that Durant is already planning to sign with the Knicks and then that he is likely to consider the Nets as well. And now that he is eyeing the Clippers just as intently as New York, it leads one to conclude that maybe the best forecast, at least for the moment, is that nobody but Durant his business partner Business manager Rich, I don't know how to pronounce it, Kleiman, Kleiman, no. So it seems like it's basically down to the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Nets. I think it's Where's just, that from, Joseph? From from Mark Stein. 
His newsletter. I just oh, retweeted. his newsletter. I just retweeted it. Interesting. We all knew he very was cool. Gonna, very, very good job. All, very good job reading that, Joseph. Very good job, Joseph. Your Texas roots are coming. Good Texas Good education. Texas education. All that barbecue <laughs> sauce is coming in handy. No, I haven't had barbecue in months. Hey, not bad. Not bad for a truck driver. <laughs> not bad for a truck driver. Hey, make sure you bring the lube with you. Oh, I won't forget. <laughs> I'm not sure. What, what, what is going on? <laughs> Apple Podcast is going to give us like an X rating. <laughs> All right. This, pod, this, pod, this, pod's, this pod's getting weird. We gotta Do wrap you really this up. think that I, Brandon. I think that they're going to pick Kawhi over Katie, 100%. Oh, yeah. the Clippers? Nice to have options, huh? Yeah. Oh, Kawhi's going home. Brandon, wrap it up, baby. Give me something. Uh, Joseph lives in Texas, and he really enjoys his gator and barbecue. Let's go. He does. <laughs> he does. We need, to get, we need to get a Texas segment on this pod. Something about Texas every week. Maybe a funny news article. Like people make fun of Florida, we gotta make fun of Texas on this. Podcast. Do you like to eat your churros? I've honestly never had one. <laughs> what is wrong with never you? had a churro, dude? Oh man, they're delicious. <laughs> Brandon, favorite favorite food in Charlotte? Give it to me. Favorite food in Charlotte? Yeah. Oh man, it has a shout out to my guy Chris. But uh, Viva La Chicken, Chris yeah. Devine. The Viva La Chicken is absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. You introduced me to that place. What do you get there? Oh, man, just anything chicken, really. Yeah, maybe you should follow some of Chris's workout plans. He could look look like him. <laughs> yeah, he needs some insp- – Joseph needs some inspiration from Chris, so we'll hook him up. Yeah, the, we'll, we'll, we'll give the uh, podcast audience a little nugget. We play the guest, guest the weight for Joseph. Joseph, uh, a young man of average height, about five foot eight, and he said, look at my uh, profile picture. <laughs> And tell me how much you think I weigh. And I guess, I guess the 174. Brandon, do you have a guess before I get on? Guess? Yeah, I guess 250. But... 250. My goodness. And Joseph, <laughs> Joseph, what's, what's the actual weight? <laughs> 50, man. That's brutal. Joseph, what is your actual weight? 225. <laughs> 225. So, uh, People in the Twitter sphere who follow Joseph Martinez on the Twitter, take a gander at his profile picture and tell me if you think he weighs 225 def- at the Brooklyn Grit. He definitely looks like he's 250 pushing it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Chris Devine, slide into Joseph's DMs. Give him some dieting <laughs> tips, please. The only way you get me dieting tips is taking away my debit card. That's the best plan. <laughs> we'll make sure Chris flies down there and just takes it from you. Oh God! All right, let's wrap this damn thing up, gentlemen. It's been a it's been a pleasure this week. Uh, next week, when are we when are we recording next week? Monday, Memorial Day, Tuesday, Memorial somewhere? Day. I'm seeing I'm going to see Monday night team play. Unlike the Mets, he's going to go see the worst team in baseball, the Chicago Cubs, the second tier oh, team oh, in man. Chicago. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not getting into this here, but my God, the Mets stink. Hey, you know what? My God. All right, boys. Another another great pod, Brandon. Good luck editing this piece of garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Go go nuts. Go nuts. Take care, fellas. <laughs>